Welcome to CritterCast, episode 39, where we wait, just yell wait, at our dogs. 39? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? Are we sure this time? I'm 100% sure. <laughs> because, hey, you you jumped on the train last time. I said 39, and, and then I was like, wait, I'm not sure. And then you convinced me that it was 39, mm. and it wasn't 39. We got ahead of ourselves and excited. It is now episode 39. Also, you know what? What? We've been doing this for a year now. Has it been a year? It's been a year. A year since we posted. Because it yep. had already been a year since we yep. started recording. Nope. It's but been, it's been a year since we actually posted. Yeah. When since did, what was the date? A couple of episodes went out. I think it was like August 1st. Whoa. I know. We'll have to look it up. Crazy. We should have done something on social media, but whatever. You know what? Fine. Life has been a little recently i feel like we say that i don't think anybody understood what you just said I because said, what you said was life has been and then you just disappeared <laughs> like you what is this today did you just forget how to talk oh my god oh <laughs> uh, no i was just saying that life has been a little bit crazy for us yeah like a little it usually is honestly but sometimes we have more management capabilities than other times well the thing is too that like a lot i mean in the in the past year that we've been uploading CritterCast episodes yeah i you took on a second job on top of your existing job so you had to deal with all of that i mean you hadn't a, it's technically a part of my job i know but, but like it is it's, it's a whole second set new. of duties yes. that yes. you hadn't <laughs> done before and i've right. changed jobs twice right <laughs> That's in the time that wow yeah i have had two full-on job changes what a year huh thankfully in the same field but like yeah totally different jobs and, and you're opening a brand new shelter yep brand new yep yeah and like i'm literally being built and i'm running social media for that so that i'm just not really running social media yeah. for critter cast yeah because i'm focusing more on what i get paid to do Actual paying jobs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep Yep. But we still love CritterCast. So we much. have not forgotten about you guys. We are attempting to be at another Reptile Expo, like, lickety split, but we're not going to give you details yet because it's not finalized yet, and we will give you details on social media if and when it does get finalized. Yeah, so if you're not following us on social media yet, make sure you get on that. What are you waiting for? Absolutely. You're missing out. Yeah. But you're not missing out on episode 39 of CritterCast. Wait, what episode is that? <laughs> episode 39. <laughs> Real, actual episode 39. Oh, okay. So welcome and get excited. It's Cassie and Karina and we're at it again. Sharing cool facts about our animal friends. We make stupid jokes and we laugh a lot, but we also like to learn, so give us a shot. We'll talk about snails and we tweeze our teeth. Or gush about our love of manatees. We'll tell you why owls are so scary to us. And there's tons more critters that we'll discuss. We promise to make sure you'll have a blast. Because you're listening to CritterCast. Yay! Now you're happy? Now I'm happy. Okay. Now I think I can I can actually podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. You just you're physically incapable of speaking mm-hmm. until you've heard the theme song? Yeah. Oh, exactly. Well, so glad we played it. Yep. Now you're set. Mm-hmm. If you guys didn't know, if this is your first episode, my name is Karina. I'm one of your co-hosts. My name is Cassie, and I'm your other co-host. There are two of us human co-hosts in the room at any given time. There's anywhere from two to six animal Ish. co-hosts. 
hanging around, um, distracting us, making background noises that are almost impossible to remove in editing. Thanks, so guys. that's something. Um, as you might be able to guess, we are an animal-themed podcast. We talk about all kinds of animals under the sun and in the deep, deep sea and everywhere in between. Um, we are not experts, nor do we claim to Ooh. be, but we are Excellent researchers. That's right. Of all of the weird and wacky, wonderful critters. Excellent researchers. Fair amount of experience with domestic animals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd like to hope that, like, as I'm making my career over the past few years right. and, and several more years in the future in domesticated companion animals, mm -hmm. that I could at one point consider myself an expert in their care. But, you know. I mean, really, what is the nature of expertise? Yeah. Is anyone ever really an expert about like, anything? I, yeah, I don't want to ever pretend to be an expert because then if you ever make a mistake, right. people are like, oh, but you're an expert. Yeah. So we make mistakes. To, yes, we make mistakes. Clearly. And we own up to them, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Just in case you hadn't gotten, it's episode 39. <laughs> uh, and for those of you that didn't listen to the last episode, we laugh at ourselves because we were very convinced that last episode was 39. And all we needed to do was check really quick and see that it was episode 38 last time. Um, and this time we know better. Oh, my gosh. Last week in actual episode 38 we discussed oh my god what did we actually <laughs> talk about see this is where it comes in handy we talked about horseshoe crabs yes that's right and usually when we we pick a critter for each episode we upload bi-weekly so every mm -hmm. other week you get a new episode we pick one specific critter to talk about we learned early on that trying to go too general was way too much oh boy. so we pick one specific species or one specific subspecies if it's really really important oh yeah um last week we talked about horseshoe crabs usually we swap off who picks the animal and does the research right but this week i unexpectedly have to work six days in a row and did not have time to research <laughs> and edit and record so cassie so kindly stepped in and told me that um forget the fact that we just did a mammal not that long ago we're gonna do another mammal okay but here's my argument though okay it's a different type of mammal okay yeah there's I'm, when you get down to it there's so many animals that are mammals. Yes, it's true. There so are many. many. There are many. So this is a different type. It's a rodent. Instead of a whatever meerkats are. Yeah. We decided the related to mongoose is That's what we right. decided. Yeah. But still. Yeah. Totally, totally different than mongoose. Yeah. It's not at all that family. meerkats kind of seem like rodents. Well, they may seem like rodents, but they're not though. And these these critters that we're talking about today certainly actually are rodents. Yes, even though they are called something that might confuse like the horseshoe you. crab, which was not a crab. Uh, that it might confuse you. And the meerkat, which is not a cat. Right. So, you know, we're just on a kick <laughs> we're right now. We're keeping up this theme of deceptive the animal Arapaima, names. The Arapaima, which nobody would know unless they actually knew. <laughs> so, you know, yep. here we yep. go. And which was not made out of air. Yeah. yeah. The turkey vulture, which was not, not a turkey. A turkey. <laughs> so here oh we go. Oh my goodness. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, so to, today we are talking about guinea pigs. Guinea pigs. Yay. Neither from guinea nor pigs. Exactly. But 
<laughs> we're going to talk about them anyway. And this one's a fun one for me because I just spent actually, even though you did the research for today, yeah. a huge chunk of time researching um, their care. Right. So that I could let my brand new staff know at my brand new shelter. If we get a guinea pig in, reminders on this is how we take care of them. That's actually part of what prompted me to want to research guinea pigs for this because I had guinea pigs when I was young. We had a classroom guinea pig. I'm pretty sure I had two different guinea pigs at two different times when I was a kid and I loved them. They were fantastic, but the, the care, what we know about their care now is so much better and so much yeah. different than what we knew then. Yeah. And honestly, I don't even know if it's that we like discovered a whole bunch more about them. I think it's that there was a couple people at the forefront of small animal care. And when I talk right. about small animal, I'm talking hamsters, guinea pigs, rats, rabbits, chinchillas, all those small mammals that we've kept um, in our care as our pets and our companions for decades. Um, that over the past like 10 to 20 years, there's been a big push and movement to give them better, um, to provide for them more. Once upon a time, you would walk into a pet store and they would have these two foot long, like two foot wide metal cages and, or these little plastic cages for hamsters, you know, with some colorful tubes. And that was considered totally fine across the board for like any hamster or any rabbit. Right. And while you'll still walk into a big box chain pet store and see those caging options, uh, there's a lot of information available readily now that tells us that's not cool. We can do better. Yeah, exactly. So I thought if other people like me maybe had these when they were kids and didn't keep up with the changes that we have yeah. come to know more in a, in a widespread manner. Yeah. Then let's just do a little like investigation and refresher. Yeah. yeah. Also, guinea pigs are awesome. And they're as, as gen In general, they're awesome, but also like pretty much exclusively, we see them as pets now and they make great pets. At least in the U.S. Yes. I mean, yes, they make great pets everywhere. Right. But they are eaten for meat. This is true. I know just like rabbits too, like domesticated rabbits are raised for meat, like more, I I think in America too, but for less so. Like when we think about rabbits here, we either think like wild Jack rabbits and cottontails or like cute little fluffy Easter bunnies that, that you have temporarily for Easter and then let loose. Right. Ah. Right. Um, Right. But yeah, in other parts of the world, like meat, rabbits for meat or guinea pigs for meat would be like someone's first thought yeah. um, as opposed to pets. But I hope we can mostly talk about them as pets. We're, we're definitely mostly going to talk oh, about good. them as pets. Oh, today. good. I don't like, I, <laughs> you know, that's so hypocritical of me because I, I eat meat on a regular basis. I have never made an attempt to not eat meat and the animals that we regularly eat for meat in America, like, right. It doesn't necessarily bother me that much to talk about them in that capacity. Right. But like whenever we talk about animals that other parts of the world eat that we don't eat, I don't want to talk about that. I mean, there's <laughs> different cultural morals and values and it's a whole system. Yeah. So we're not going to. No judgment. Judge other people. But, but we're going to talk from our perspective. Yeah. Again, yeah. not experts. No. If I, if I were like starving in the mountains, in the Andes. And there were some wild cousins of guinea pigs around. And that was what I could find to eat. Yeah, I'd do it. Oh, see, if I was starving in the wild, I would have to survive off plants I think I could eat and then probably would die. You would die. Because they're, like, I don't think I could ever like kill and cook 
anything in the wild. I think I could if I was hungry enough. I I don't think I I barely cook as is like processed food. <laughs> I, I feel like I'd probably just like lay down and starve. <laughs> I feel like I have watched enough episodes of things like Game of Thrones to know how to cook an oh, animal okay. like hot in the wild. A hundred percent. Game yeah. of Thrones is so educational. It's very accurate too. I'm sure. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay whatever guinea pigs guinea pigs guinea pigs so they're also called cabbies yes yeah yes because of their scientific name which is cavia porcellus cavia porcellus which kind of sounds like pig but does not at all mean pig porcellus does yeah but it's not an actual pig no they're not they're not pigs well names let's talk i mean we could talk about it for an entire episode or an entire podcast (laughs) but like the name is 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 just a name it doesn't name it doesn't mean anything it doesn't reveal anything deep and true about their actual like sublime nature nope no and they are in true sublime they they are sublime they really are they're adorable and precious they come to us from south america Mm -hmm. they um have been popular for thousands of years yeah I always think it's funny, like when I know because I've freshly done research and because I've researched many times in the past about guinea pigs. Yeah. But like when you think about these adorable little fluffy things, like you don't think like they are Peruvian. Like they're just these little like other than the one like species of Peruvian guinea pig, like or breed, I guess you would call it a breed. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't think about them being like little South American critters. They and like llamas and alpacas. Yeah. BFFs. Yep. Yeah. They all just go together. All these fluffy, soft, adorable critters. South America knows how to do it right. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. They, they have the right animal game. You know what else comes from South America, though? Yeah, I do. Arapaimas. Yeah. Thank you. Exactly. So. There's, oh, wow. Rude. Different areas so of South America. Okay, go to the mountains where the cute fluffy things are. So you can find them in the forests, but also in the savannas and the grasslands, the mountainous grasslands. Yeah. Do you want some other information? I mean, about yes. Guinea pigs? I think our listeners do. Oh, okay, great. I feel like Corrine has you got a solid right handle, place. but I think our, our listeners yeah. are here for guinea pigs. I don't think there's anything I have here that will surprise you, even though there are some surprises. I'll make my best fact. surprise noises. Give me a fact. Okay, ready? Yes. One, two, three. No one's really sure where the name guinea pig comes from. I never heard that before. (laughs) Uh, There are some different theories. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I'm not really sold on any of the theories. I know. They all sound kind of wonky. I know. You're like, okay, that's just a flat out guess. Right. Some historians speculate that the um the roasted meat, the taste of the roasted guinea pig meat reminded Europeans of suckling pigs. Okay. Okay. Sure. Some think that the name Guinea Pig might have come from the um the the similar to the name of a guinea, which is like a coin. Uh-huh. And maybe that's how much they cost. Uh right? Another people think it might I have I mean been. that one doesn't sound like terrible, <laughs> but mm, yeah. Mm, okay. Other people think it might be a mispronunciation of the word Guiana or Guinea from yeah. uh, Africa and perhaps people got Confused at where they came from. Very confused. Yeah. Very, very confused. Possible. That's possible. So, you know, some people think that maybe they got their name from the squeaking sounds that they make. So perhaps it was like a squeal of a pig. Yeah. But I mean, if you guys have ever heard a guinea pig bark, and I'll try to find a sound clip to put in right here. 
Yeah. If you've ever heard that noise, you would understand that it is a, it's a bark. In fact, like right. we call it a squeak cause it's high pitch and it's little, right. but like it's way more close to a prairie dog than it is to oh, a yeah. pig. And if you're looking at them, they look much closer to some sort of a prairie rodent, dog, exactly. rodent, chipmunk, something like that. Yeah. They clearly do not look like pigs. No. And, and like, I've seen some honking big Guinea pigs, Yes, but like, no, they're, they're not. No, they're no, nowhere close to a nowhere pig. Nowhere close. Oh, my oh well, goodness. it doesn't matter. In the end, we call them piggies. We or call cavies. them cavies. Yeah, they're adorable. They are adorable. And people have known this for a long time. Mm-hmm. So they've been in the process of being domesticated for like 3000 years in South America. People have kept them as kind of like. I think a, a good approximation is chickens yeah. or um, or rabbits where yeah. they were pets, but pets also, with a purpose. if you had a whole bunch of them, then cool, you keep some of the breeders and then you eat the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah. Pets for a purpose, um, which does qualify them as officially domesticated animals. That's right. Like we raise them for whatever use, whether it's for mm-hmm. being a companion or for meat or for fur or whatever. Yep. We produce them in captivity. Therefore... It's been so long, they've become a domesticated species. And they were very highly valued in um, the places where the Incans lived. Mm -hmm. And so not only were they highly valued as pets and as food, they were used as sacrifices to their gods sometimes. See, that is a new fact for me. Oh, good. Yeah. That was I thought I thought you noise. were gonna say I know I, I thought you were gonna say though that they were worshipped and I, that would have gotten like a whoa for me. They weren't worshipped, but they have been used in different types of um, like tr- like medical treatments by yeah by people in the like the native tribes in the yeah. area who um, thought that you could like diagnose different types of illnesses. From using them to like wave over the part of a body and see yeah. how they reacted. You know yeah. what? We've all been trying to figure out how to tell what's going on with our bodies and we still don't have it sorted out. So yeah, I'm sure. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> Again, totally no disrespect to any other cultures. Nope. It's just an odd thing to do. Apparently the black guinea pigs were the best for healing. Okay. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yep. Why not? Yep. Definitely. Why the heck not? So if you have never seen a guinea pig, you might be wondering at this point, well, they don't look like pigs. I know that. But what do they look like? Um, If you've never seen a guinea pig, I hope you've seen a hamster. Like, to me, they kind of look like big, yeah. overstuffed hamsters. Only cuter. Yes. Much cuter. But, like, they have that same structure where they're, like, a little mm-hmm. poof with little tiny legs. Right. And a little tiny... Like cottontail. They're kind of more like if a bread box and a hamster had a baby. Like they have a little bit more of a rectangular body and head. Yeah. They're the pities of the rodent world. They're little blockheads. Yeah. Yeah. And they have, they have ears like a, like a, a little like a horse. Mm Kind of. Like a little cartoon horse or a mouse. Like mice have those little rounded ears. Yeah. They're, they're like. Like little petals, like yeah. little folded and they're over like petals. More on the top of their head mm-hmm. versus like hamsters' ears are like on the side. Yeah, totally. they're more on the top, which I think adds to their cuteness. cuteness. They have these huge round eyes. Yes, the, that's what gets really me. Really cute is those like big old round eyes. Yeah, and then their face kind of slants down a little, mm-hmm. like a, like a little horse. Yep, it does. Honestly, they look kind of like um, 
Horse rodents. Oh, yeah, horse rodents. Way more horsey than piggy, yeah. for sure. Like, they, oh, yeah. I wouldn't say they have any similarities to pigs. No. Not really at all. <laughs> no. Let's start calling them, well, it, but guinea we horses? Call them guinea horses. No. We could call them Andy's horses. <laughs> I think there might be Andy's Excuse horses. Excuse me. Hello, uh, person who works at Petco. I would like to purchase an Andy's horse. Do you have any available for purchase today? <laughs> No. Five dollars oh if you try it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Because they're going to give me a guinea pig and I don't want to buy a guinea pig from a pet store. Accurate. Don't do it. <laughs> Especially do it. not just one. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. So they've been selectively bred for the last 3,000 years, which means that they, in fact, do not exist in the wild anymore. That does not surprise me no. at all. No. They, they have close relatives that exist in the wild, like the cooey. Yeah. But they're they're genetically different. They're not exactly the same as guinea pigs. And if you tried to have a cooey as a pet, it would go a little difficult for yeah. you. They're yeah. also slightly larger. Mm-hmm. Not like yep. dram- they're not like dramatically no, larger. Not huge. But huge. they're like clearly not guinea pigs. Right. <laughs> you would be able to look at that and be like, hmm. Well, apparently recently some have been found in the US. In, oh, that people are importing people them. People trying to be like, oh yeah, it's a guinea pig. It's just a really big this guinea pig. This is a giant morph of a guinea pig. Giant guinea pig morph. Oh my God. <laughs> I hope not. Jeez. Oh, also, no. we have plenty of guinea pigs in captivity and they breed just fine. You don't need to go capturing yeah. animals from the wild. They're very good breeders. Although something interesting is that if um, if they aren't, if they don't have a first litter when they're pretty young, mm-hmm. they can have difficulty As they're older. Yeah, because their pelvic bones will fuse together Mm -hmm. as they get older, just like they do in humans. Yeah. But in such a way that it can make it difficult for the females to have offspring if they haven't had a litter before, I think, like age one. Yeah. Or two or three, something like that. Which is no biggie (laughs) if you don't intend to breed your guinea pigs, which I hope most of you at home who just want to casually have some guinea pigs... Uh, are not preparing to breed them because it's a breeding any type of animal is a whole big thing that you should be really well knowledge about before you even attempt. So in the meantime, I hope you're just keeping um, your guinea pigs as as pets so you won't care that yeah. they that their hips have fused together. <laughs> so we were talking about their faces. Yeah. Yeah. And a little while ago. How cute their eyes are. Big old eyes. How cute their ears are. The little round things. How cute their little triangular mouths are. With their 20 teeth. 20? Yep. That it's can, not surprising, but also, I just didn't think about how many they had. Right? You just it's not like surprising. A couple in the front. Yeah, but they're but they're just more. like teeny tiny, and they go all yeah. the way around their mouth, like, yeah. like in us too. Similar yeah. size and functioning Although little jaw. Although, the slightly different thing is, and I'm sure you already know this. Those teeth do something for their whole life. Grow. Yep. <laughs> Forever, which is a horrifying concept. Yeah. Isn't that gross? Like, I wouldn't... Could you imagine if your teeth were just always growing? You would just have to have a different different nightly and morning routine where you're like, okay, I got to brush my teeth. All right. Now I have to file my teeth. No. Got to grind my teeth Ugh. down with some sandpaper. Gross. <laughs> You or could get crunchy foods. Crunchy foods, sure, Pellets. if you want to do the boring stuff. You could get those little, you know, the the um, things that people use to clean their feet off. What, what are those Pumice called? stones? No, the other, the mechanized one. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know, man. 
But you could get those for your teeth. Gross. Grind them now. No. Use them on your toes afterwards. Stop it. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> I'm so disgusted right now. <laughs> All because we just wanted to mention the fact that guinea pigs, like most rodents, have constantly growing teeth. Yes. So they need to eat chewy stuff or yep. crunchy stuff yep. to file them down. Oh, that's right. That's true. We didn't need to go on that disgusting human tangent. I'm sorry. That was my bad. Hey, did you know that guinea pigs are very social? Yes. They're actually herd animals. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they are. So are there... Do you have more information about that? Because I do, but I want to hear your take on it. Yeah. I mean, when I talk about guinea pigs to people, I tell them they're social in two ways. They're actually quite social with humans because they're a domesticated species. And as long as, like any other companion animal, you treat them with kindness from the time that they're young and they can get accustomed to you, um, they'll be very social with people. But they're also like need social activity with other guinea pigs. They cannot go without it. Yeah, totally. They really like to be with their own kind. They they are like that in the... Well, they're not in the wild anymore. They would have been like that <laughs> in the exactly. wild. And so some places even have now made it illegal to keep a single guinea pig or cavy by itself. How do you enforce that? I don't know. Switzerland, how do you enforce that? Yeah. Tell us. But yeah. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. The danger, though, then becomes that you need to be confident in what gender your guinea pig is. Right. Um, because like I was mentioning earlier, yeah. I hope you're not attempting to breed, um, but you will have babies if you have oh, a male yeah. and a female because you cannot spay and neuter nope. guinea pigs. They're too small. It is too dangerous. Oh, yeah. We don't do it. No. Nope. Sorry. Rabbits are as small as any vets go, and some vets won't even do that because they just don't feel confident. Right. And that's... Absolutely ethical and responsible on their parts to not be doing medical procedures that they aren't confident are in the best interest of the animal. Absolutely. So So when you get two guinea pigs, do get two, but get two females or get two males. Yes. (laughs) Or you'll have 10. Ah. (laughs) And then you'll have to be giving them away in Paris. Not good. No. Not good. And clearly you don't know how to tell the gender of yours, so it will just be bad. (laughs) Yeah. And then before you know it, you'll just be eating guinea pig meat because you'll be like, well, there's so many anyway. Oh, no. Stop it. Stop it right now. Hey, Dad, what's for dinner? No. <laughs> Cassie, you need to stop these fingers. tangents. <laughs> Ew. Also, their fingers would be so gross and have no meat on them. It's like all bone. And they're so tiny. Ew. And look like little hands. Stop it. <laughs> oh, we could have guinea pig hand salad. Ew. <laughs> I'm going to turn this podcast off. If you don't stop, I'm going to turn this podcast around. (laughs) Just stop it. (laughs) Okay, so they're herbivores. Yep. Mm -hmm. They like to eat the process pellets that we make out of alfalfa hay or Timothy hay. But they also need vitamins and minerals. They can't actually produce their own vitamin C. Mm -hmm. So they can get scurvy just like we can. Oh, poor babies. So it's important to make sure that you supplement their meals with the appropriate vitamins and minerals. And you can do that with supplements, like they have straight up Mm -hmm. supplements like you would for a reptile, or you can make sure that they're getting balanced, fresh 
veggies and fruits. Yeah, you can totally give them vegetables, fruits such as kale, mustard greens, bell peppers, carrots, bananas, apples, and blueberries. All the all the pretty standard typical stuff we think of when we think of safe. Yeah. Safe fruits and vegetables for many other species. Mm-hmm. Things that we should be eating more of versus, you know, right. less iceberg lettuce. <laughs> right? Don't don't yeah. feed your small animals iceberg lettuce. There's no nutritional value. Nutritional value. Yeah. Exactly. Um that and and of course, they need hay, like not just the processed yeah, yeah, yeah. pallets, but straight up hay. Twenty four seven should always have access to be eating. Absolutely, could you dream to be a guinea pig and just like be encouraged to yeah. nonstop eat? Yeah, basically, nonstop, just nonstop. <laughs> well, you got to wear those teeth down. Yeah. Also, guinea pigs, and here's where you would not like to be a guinea pig. Mm-hmm. Guinea pigs are awake for twenty hours out of the day. Is it really that long? It's that long. Yeah. Because they are not nocturnal, Mm-mm. but they're also not diurnal. No, they are. Awake all the time. Crepuscular and awake all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, I feel like a traditional crepuscular, which yeah. uh, for to clarify, we talked about that quite a few episodes ago, but those are animals that are most active during dawn and dusk. Right. Uh, you know, just the, the middle of the, or the end of the day and the beginning of the day. Mm-hmm. But... These guys are like, mo- those are their peak activity times. Yes. But they don't like, they don't no. really tend to know when those times end and when the next begins. Right. So they're just like, they nap a little. They do. They, they'll nap on and off about the longest. You know what? Nap is like 20 or 30 cats minutes. Cats are freaking like that too. Everyone's like, cats True. are nocturnal and like, okay, but they're also awake all day. Except for your cat <laughs> who sleeps in bed with me all night. Yeah. And also all day. That cat is yeah, broken. He he's reversed. Yeah. He's, he's a very special <laughs> he cat. He sleeps 20 hours a day <laughs> versus, you know. He would not get along with a guinea pig well. I don't think so. No. I think they'd be on opposing schedules. They would. They wouldn't even get to enjoy each other's company. No. Nope. So eating. Oh, yeah. That's right. I knew there was another thing I wanted to say about eating. Yeah. It's best to introduce them to a wide variety of vegetables and fruits when they're, y- well, mostly vegetables, when they're young because yep. they can get really picky as they get older. Yes. And I feel this is the true of human toddlers as well. Like if you encourage yeah. your toddler's naturally picky instinct, uh, like what my mom did with me, which I'm not mad about at all, uh-huh. uh, you will have a picky adult. And that is just the same with guinea pigs. They they naturally want to be picky. And if you don't encourage them to eat mm-hmm. other things when they're young, they'll grow up and just flat out refuse to. Right. Or... Maybe you could do what my brother did and be picky as a kid, even when your parents and sister were encouraging you to try new exciting things. Mm -hmm. Be like, no, that looks gross. I'm not going to try that. Mm -hmm. But then once you get a girlfriend and she's all, oh, have you had Thai food? And you're like, oh, uh, no, but I'm sure I'll love it. Does he actually, though, or does yeah, he, he does. just really love his girlfriend? No, he loves Thai food Oh, now. well, now, there you go. <laughs> See, now, I, I can't relate because if somebody was like, hey, have you ever tried Thai food? I'd be like, um, no, and I'm kind of scared. And they'd be like, no, for sure, try this. This one's easy. And I'd take one bite and I'd go, <laughs> blah, I'm a guinea pig. So I think we should make Thai food next week no. for dinner. No. <laughs> guinea pigs. There, there's one thing that you haven't talked about with guinea pig diet. Then. There's a lot we haven't talked about, but I know where you're going. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? I mean, go for it, because I think you have fancy terminology written down that I can literally never remember. I do. And I double ha- I had to double check that mm-hmm. fancy terminology because I... Please spit out the fancy terminology. So they are... Well, wait, wait. Let me make sure that See, I'm pronouncing. I'm telling this you, it's always wrong in my head. 
Well, because it's so close to a different word that means something totally different. Corporophages. Corporophages. Yes. And you know I never want to say Not carcinogenesense. See, that's not what I think of, but I think I want to say like corcof... I don't know. A, a word like something that means like dead animal <laughs> oh, instead. Oh, oh, But corcorophages. Coprophage. Coprophage. Mm-hmm. Coprophages. Yes. Yeah. Which that means. That should not be so hard. No, it really shouldn't, but it is. That they, they need to eat they their own excrement. have to do they that. They need it. Yes. It's a requirement. Yep. Because yep. their bodies are weird and malfunctioned somehow in mm-hmm. their development as a species. Well, and decided, differently operated. Okay. Excuse me. Decided weird. that those necessary nutrients that they take in when they eat, you yeah. know, those vitamins they can't produce. Yeah. That they were just going to spit them back out. Yeah. And then they'd have to eat that. Yep. And then hope on the second try, they actually do get absorbed. Exactly. That's so stupid. But here's the <laughs> thing is it basically works like an external, internal, external process that's pretty much the same as like a cow's cud. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that it doesn't come all the way back out the cow's body before right. it goes back in. Right. And also... The cow's bigger. It has more room to do that When it does come up, it comes back to their mouth and not out their <laughs> butthole. So... Well, the cows are also not as flexible. Gross. <laughs> also, thank goodness, because... Dumb guinea pigs. gross <laughs> to see every time I drive to work past the cow pasture. <laughs> so the interesting thing here is that I thought that they just needed to eat, like, like they just poop and then go around and pick up some of the pellets of poop and eat it, right? Yeah. No, that's not what happens. Apparently, they have two different types of poops. Yep. So the poop that you're used to seeing in your guinea pig's cage is like this dark black pellet that almost looks like... Like mm, a tiny malt ball. Yeah, or a maybe a grain of dark, slightly oddly shaped wild rice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're not the little balls like rabbits have. They're a little bit more oblong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't know that I would call them rice. Sure. I mean, like, think mouse or rat poop. Yeah. 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 Only slightly bigger because they're bigger. Well, than mice. But yeah, rat poop. Bigger than most rats, too. Yeah, they are. That's true. So that's the normal one that you're thinking about, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But this other type is the type that they actually need to eat. Right. And it is called a cacao or a cacotrope. Cacotrope. Whatever. Cacotrope. They're soft. They're squishy and they tend to stick together. They're noticeably lighter in color and they have a greenish or yellowish tint to them. Yeah. So if you've seen like one or two odd poops in your guinea pig's cage, that's probably what it is. Yeah. They just haven't gotten around to eating it yet. Exactly. Which is funny because they usually eat them directly from their butts. Yeah. So they'll be just that like starting to poop accurate. it out and they'll be like, oh, that's a nummy one. I'm going to eat that. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> so gross. Okay. Here's the other thing I didn't know about this. Do you know how often they have to eat their own poop? Like literally all day long. 150 to 200 times a day. Yep. Literally all day long. long. Chomping your your teeth down and eating your own poop. Because I think 
I mean, I know there's scientific reasons behind it, but to make it simpler, it's like their body is trying to digest so yep. quickly because they eat so much. Everything has to flow through so fast. Yeah. It does not have time to absorb everything. So it needs to do a second round. And yes. then when they poop again, that is sort of just the condensed remnants yeah. of what came out the first time. Right. And then it, they'll be like able fully to extract dried more out. minerals from it because exactly. they don't have to process it as There's much. There's nothing left in that. Totally. I think stuff. that's a really good way of explaining it. They're oh, like, you're really it's good just, at this. It's, their, their digestive system has to move all the time. Yeah. It's constantly got to be They're constantly going. eating and they, they're prey species. They're constantly like, they just live accelerated lives. Yep. They're getting go, all go, that go, energy go, go. all the time. Which is probably why they can't sleep that Tot- much. That's totally why. Because their bodies are doing too much. Yep. And they're, that's something that helped them to exist for so long as such a tiny, tasty, predatory snack. Mm-hmm. Poor babies. Aw, poor babies. Go pick one up and give it a kiss. Mwah. But not on its mouth because you know where that's been. Meh. Who Ooh. cares? <laughs> it's too cute. Oh, they are so cute. Right on the bridge of their nose where there's no teeth to bite your there lips, you go. though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So along with that interesting dietary tid- tidbit mm-hmm. is the fact that they also don't usually need to drink much water. Yeah, because they're getting a lot of it from mm-hmm. those little gross poops. Yep, and from the uh, the moist foods that they're eating. But you should absolutely still make sure that any yeah. living animal has access to fresh, clean water all the time. Yep, you can hang the special water bottles on the side of their cages for them. Yeah, you can do a water bowl too. You just want to do something heavy and ceramic, and otherwise they will just spill it and make a huge oh, yeah. mess, and then you'll have moldy hay. Also, they'll probably poop in it too. Yeah. It gets gross, but yeah. you can if you yeah, just if you don't have a water bowl and don't put if too you don't much have in a water it. bottle at the ready yeah. or they keep knocking it off the cage or you have cats who keep knocking it off the cage. Yep. You can do a regular bowl. You just have to it's high <laughs> maintenance. Yeah. Expect to do some extra work with that. So another thing that I didn't know is that you cannot keep rabbits with your guinea pigs. Like in the same habitat. In the same habitat. I... I would I would never have advised it anyway, but I guess I don't know the actual reasoning behind that. So please enlighten me. The rabbits will bully the guinea pigs. That doesn't surprise me at all. Right. Them jerks. Yep. And also they can carry different diseases that can cross across to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but that wouldn't like impact one of them, but would impact the other species. Okay. So they can be carriers for things. Like silent carriers. Yes. Yeah. So we were talking about how they live accelerated lives, right? You mentioned it. I wasn't going to say I anything did. about that. That's Makes right. me sad. I know. But they can live pretty long. Yeah. Really, for, for a rodent. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're used to having something like hamsters that, like, two like, to three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guinea pigs, if kept in, like, optimal, optimal conditions, can live between five to seven years with yeah. some of the... You know, sturdier ones making it to nine. Yeah. And the oldest recorded one made it to 15 years. That's insane. Isn't that crazy? That's like, don't ever expect, even no. if you're an excellent guinea pig owner, to have no. a 15 year old guinea there pig. There was something it's like literally like three times the, the expected length, Isn't even that for a well cared for guinea pig. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that means when we're seeing two to three year old guinea pigs dying of quote unquote old age, right. you're wrong. They shouldn't be dying at right. three. Yep. But if they die at five or six, that could be oh, old yeah, age. Totally. Absolutely. They just succumb to old medical issues and things yep. that that bodies start breaking down with at a younger age than our other yep. companion animals. And there are 13 subspecies of them. Well, uh, 
different little breeds of them. Yeah. So. And like they're, they're breeds in that it's a little bit different than when we talk about dog breeds. It's, it's more, more like, like cat morphs. breeds. Yeah. 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 Where there are enough genetic differences that they, they have some variety mm-hmm. and it, but like care is the same across the board. Oh, like yeah. it's just definitely, there's a little genetic variation, but for the most part, yeah, not it's that just much. a guinea pig. And they all get along together, so don't be afraid of putting in, you know, a hairless, silky one with a Abyssinian one. I love the hairless guinea pigs. They're so, so odd looking, but That's I love so funny them. though, because you do not love the hairless cats. No, but I do like hairless dogs. Ruru, are you a hairless dog? No, he's just trying to be. Yeah. Uh-huh. He aspires to hairlessness. Yeah, like, but hairless cats, I, I don't, I think it was just because I knew one hairless cat and it freaked me out out that'll do it and also petting it was weird but petting <laughs> a hairless guinea pig which i've done like once or twice yeah it's, it's a different feeling on the hands yeah that and makes also sense. when you look at them they just they look like little baby hippos hundred <laughs> percent they look like little tiny hippos Definitely. and that's super cute versus like a hairless cat looks like a hairless cat yes and it's gross yes and i don't like hairless rats either oh yeah no their their faces look a little scary yeah also, we just watched season three. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> Stranger Things. Oh, the rats. That takes me Ooh. to the upside down rats. And Ooh. just no, thank you. No, no, thank you. Gross. No, 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 no. I can't handle it. But just <sighs> like the upside down rats that all wanted to be together as part of a group and could communicate with each other through ways unknown, uh. guinea pigs can talk to each other. Yes, they have a, a diverse vocabulary. They do. With, um, and when I say vocabulary, I quite literally mean like yeah. vocal sounds. Vocal range. Like yeah. a, huge, a huge range of little vocalizations that mm-hmm. they have. Yep. And they'll, unlike cats who mostly meow at humans, yeah. they will use their vocalizations yes. with each other. Yes. So cute. Not as much with humans. Like, they'll, I mean, they'll make all Sometimes their regular noises. Yeah. But it's not generally to communicate with humans. It's generally it's, to communicate. Feed me, feed me, feed me. Well, yeah. Weak, that's, weak, 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 yeah. Weak. Hungry. Yeah. That's the only <laughs> word they give to humans. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, they're just happy little things. Yeah. They're so sweet. So the types of communications that they do generally are that weak, weak, weak yes. sound. The barks. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, and that's kind of a sound of excitement um something that they can use to call for a friend yeah so if they're if they know that their friend is out there somewhere and they're saying eh, i'm over here yep yep oh it is so cute call a friend phone a friend and they can also make a low purring sound which they'll make when they're happy it does oh, not sound like cute. a cat purr but it's still very cute it's noise very cute yeah noise. Yep. And they can make little putt putt noises when they're exploring that are kind of like whiffles through their nose mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whiffles. Little whiffles. Whiffles is a fun word. It is. Sorry, I'm getting licked. Uh, my finger is getting a bath from a kitten tongue. That's pretty It's adorable. very distracting and very cute. Well, I'm petting a naked dog foot. That's not cute. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> distracting, but not cute. <laughs> oh my gosh. Guinea pigs. I don't guinea understand pigs. how we got on such gross tangents when we're talking about such cute animals. I think that's the thing about guinea pigs, though, is in order to truly love and appreciate the guinea pig, you just have to accept their grossness, too. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yep. Apparently, during World War II, we were talking about how, how tasty their meat is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. When uh, rations were getting difficult to come by, the Italian government tried to encourage people who were 
having a hard time finding enough meat and protein for their diets yeah. to begin farming guinea pigs. Yeah. It did not go over well. Because they just didn't want to do it. (laughs) I'm like, I was like, I don't think they would have had a hard time farming them. No, they just didn't want to. They just did not want. They're so cute. No, Western world, man. It's hard for us to grasp that. Yeah, it is. It is hard for us. Also, another cool thing that I found out is that, and this isn't surprising because we have capybaras that we can look at, right? And capybaras are basically extra giant extra extra giant guinea pigs they're giant guinea pigs with legs yes because guinea pigs have teeny tiny, teeny, legs, tiny legs and yeah. capybaras have like little goat legs yes yeah mm-hmm. but they're they're big they're yes. they're the size of like a those that didn't know they're the largest rodent in the world yeah that's right they can get up to like three feet three to five yeah i think so yeah, in yeah. length yeah yeah mm-hmm. they're like goat they're like goat size yeah like yeah. <laughs> pretty sturdy too but they're rodents very cute. And so 8 million years ago, the ancestor of the guinea pig was a buffalo-sized 15,000-pound rodent. That's insane. Isn't that crazy? And it was a semi-aquatic rodent, too. Uh, Which makes know, sense because guinea pigs can swim. They don't like water, but they can do it. If they need to. If it's they a need survival to. skill. Yeah, they exactly. Have mm-hmm. Capybaras do like swimming. Yeah, they do. So there you go. Definitely. Just branched off into... We both have the the survival instinct, but one of us actually enjoys it and the yeah. other would like to avoid it at all costs, please. Yep. yep. Which, fair. Yeah. I am. I feel like I'm on the guinea pig side of that. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Like, it's not like I'm afraid of water. It's not like I couldn't survive if I fell in, but I just don't really want to put myself there. Yeah, that's fair. But I do like showers. Oh. So that's uh, good. I will take your guinea pig and, uh, in the shower next time and let us know how that goes. I don't think they do. <laughs> I don't think they'd like it very oh, okay. much. Don't do that then. Don't do it. Don't, do, don't, don't do but it. But do get a guinea pig. And do take showers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Please take showers. <laughs> so something that we haven't talked about yet, because it makes me a little sad. Mm-hmm. Guinea pig is a term that is usually used to talk about like um, somebody who's willing to be experimented on. Yes. Yeah. And that's because guinea pigs have been so helpful in um, medical and laboratory experiments. Yeah. The very things that make them such great pets make them really good for laboratory testing. Yeah. Because they're easy to take care of. They're sweet. They're kind. They're pretty smart. They're not dangerous to people. No, uh uh-uh. And they're large, larger than mice and rats. A little bit sturdier. They live a little bit longer. A little more surface area to work with things. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Yep. They have... It's it's sad. I know. I don't, I I don't know. love animal testing, but I understand some of the reasons for it. Right. Not in like the Ugh. cosmetics industry where there's right. absolutely no reason that you no, need to be doing totally. that. Totally. But like when we were talking with a horseshoe crab, yeah. like I, I mean, we weren't we didn't, we weren't having to kill horseshoe crabs for right what we needed them for in that aspect, um, taking their blood to use for testing of poisons and toxins yes. and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but. But like many other species that we've talked about, some are cute and cuddly and it's harder for us to think of. Yeah. But we've talked about several critters that are used in like um, tobacco hornworms. Again, oh, yeah. another totally. species that we use and uh, we well, use them the same way. So, you know, yeah. it's it's hard for us to wrap our head around like what's cute and cuddly right. and what you don't want to see harmed in that way. Yeah. But. And hopefully all is. ethical standards are being adhered to. 
You have to hope so. <gasps> and hopefully one day we'll get to a point where we have better methods of testing and we don't need to Absolutely. use other animals for it. But it is, it's murky business, man. Yeah. For animal lovers. It is. It's a really, really tough ground to talk about. So what I'd like to do is honor the guinea pigs and say, hey, thank you so much for unwillingly, but still helping us learn more about scurvy, tuberculosis, diabetes, and pregnancy complications. All things that if we did not have good knowledge about, a lot a lot of people would die from. Yep. It's mm. not happy stuff, guys. Mm. We had to just take that moment. We did. And on the other hand, mm-hmm. guinea pigs have made themselves so well loved by us that they are a species of least concern when good. it comes to... <laughs> As a whole, they're doing well. Yes. Because they breed well, we keep them all over the place. A lot of people love and care about them. They're showed in competitions for 4 H yep. groups. Like yep. these things are everywhere. There's like full on guinea pig shows for your like showbread. Um, yeah, it's a thing. I want it's to mostly go in the 4 H world, but like it's a thing. No, ah. it's like when you go to the fair and all the 4 H kids have their rabbits there and you're not allowed to pet any yeah, of them. Yeah, that's so it's rude. It's garbage. Very rude. If you're going to have animals, I should be allowed to pet. Obviously. Obviously. You must really not like going to zoos. I don't. Oh my gosh. <laughs> why can't I tiger? pet that tiger? <laughs> um, but in in better news of I feel like this is a good transition yeah. of other ways that guinea pigs help us. Yeah. They are commonly kept as class pets because they're easy to take care of, because they're good with people, because you have a little pairs, because they'll live a couple years and Absolutely. not die off on your kids every other year. Right. But also because guinea pigs in particular have really helped children with autism. Yeah. They are because they'll sit in a kid's lap. They're that really good size yeah. where they'll be able to just sit there. Mm-hmm. They're not, a, you know, a dog or a cat obviously can't live in a classroom and right. obviously can't sit necessarily on a small mm-hmm. child's lap and anything smaller than that is in danger of being squished too right. hard pretty is in danger of being dropped but these guys are just the perfect size mm-hmm. they're adorable looks they're perfect little vocalizations yep. and their sweet demeanors yep. make it so much easier for children who are struggling making social That's connections awesome. in the classroom whether or not they have autism yeah. but it does affect a lot of children with autism sure um, to first make that connection with the guinea pig mm-hmm. and then understand like they'll make eye contact with you and not be super Aww. scared off by it. Aww. Like, I mean, they're prey animals. So like they, some of them might feel really uncomfortable, yeah. but yeah. as a whole species, right. they, they help they're kids connect. They like us. They like to be exactly. around us. They, so. they help kids connect with them yeah. and then they can turn around and make those connections with their classmates That's- and their teachers. Um, so they make wonderful, excellent class pets. If you're a classroom teacher totally. and reptiles, we've talked a lot about how reptiles oh, yeah. make great class pets. Some of them. Um, if that's not <laughs> your thing because you're not into it and right. you want a, a, fu- a furry, cute mammal, right. skip the hamster. Please, for the love of God, skip the hamster <laughs> and go for the guinea pig. Because they just, yeah. I think it's a much, the guinea pigs too, obviously. Oh, yeah. Get minimum. two of them. Definitely. Get your little two. Maybe four. <laughs> whatever that Maybe seems have like a lot a whole little <laughs> maybe just two. enclave yeah sure because if you had four you basically just your whole classroom is for the guinea pigs perfect <laughs> that sounds wonderful they just loosen the class yeah let's do that that sounds little, great little the kids can be there everywhere. for enrichment for the guinea pigs oh perfect yeah wonderful <laughs> hey i think this is a good time to uh talk about all the things that guinea pigs are not by hearing a promo for another podcast <laughs> that 
was a rough transition. Well, this particular I, I podcast, say. no guinea pig's going to be talked about in this one. Yeah. Well, I hope not. No. Uh, this particular podcast is called Book of Lies. It's one of our one of our favorite social media buddies um, on Instagram and Twitter. We love it. A lot. And also one of the fellow lady pod squads, which means a... Go ladies. A, from that specific group that we've talked about before. Also, it's just a, a female-run podcast. That's right. So. And specifically, we love ladies running their own podcast we love hearing more voices from women we love hearing more voices from women of color so let's hear from book of lies i am sunny hepburn and i'm brandy fleeks and we host book Book of lies Lies, the the podcast. podcast so we talk about crooks and criminals liars and fraudsters um fakers phonies and people that scam and those that steal your grandma's money yeah yeah save her from her getting her her money stolen anyway so um we release a new episode every tuesday look for us on tuesday on tuesday wherever you guys get your podcasts so itunes google podcast stitcher and any other podcast hosting service that you might use so check us out book of lies podcast again i am sunny hepburn and i'm brandy flakes we host book of lies the The podcast. podcast Yay! Yes. Go listen. They're fantastic. Follow them on social media. They're very active and interactive, which I just love in podcasters because it's so fun to not just listen, but to actually talk to them and engage with the people that are talking about the cool stories or facts that you're learning about. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I am into it. Yay. So did you know that about a week ago, Gordon Ramsay got in trouble? (laughs) No. (laughs) Because he said that... He thinks guinea pig are delicious. Oh, well, you why why though? Like right. it's just personal preference. Like I don't eat veal and that's oh, like no. popular all over the world. It is supposed and to be I, delicious. And I, I don't eat know. it. No. I also don't like most fish. It's just a personal preference. Like I disagree with you there, but I understand and, <laughs> and respect your choices. See, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm not going to come at you because, ew, how could you possibly dare eat fish? I think like, that's what it was, was just a lot of people not knowing that guinea pigs are eaten regularly right. all across the world. Right? You're like, sorry, guys. People were Sad like, Gordon reality. Ramsay, are you how going to be eating you? our dogs next? Uh, what are you doing, Gordon? You know, that's, that is just like where people go with anything. And you're like, I, if we were going to, firstly, there are places in the world that people eat dogs and yeah. it's sad and it sucks, but like, that's life. There's also a lot of people in the world that view cows and pigs and goats the oh, yeah. way we view our dogs and cats. Absolutely. And it's sad for them to see us eat yep. them. So that's just how life goes. Well, yeah. We are animals that eat other animals. And we also have emotional co- attachments to some of those animals and many other animals. This is why being a human is hard. Because we have to think about all of this. Like We have to think about es- the implications. Ethically. And like, why? why what, what cruel God gave why? us the morals? Why did you give us <laughs> guinea pigs as delicious meat only to make them cute and unable to be eaten because of cuteness? Ugh. Or like any animals. Any now, animal. Like, well, this podcast is going to, eventually it's going <laughs> to turn me vegetarian. I don't know how, oh, but eventually it's going to happen. It We're just going to keep talking it about it so much that I, I can I can no longer justify, you know? 
Oh, so gosh. Hard. But but here at CritterCast, we respect your dietary choices, whether it's for medical reasons, That's right. taste reasons, or moral reasons. We respect all your dietary choices, as long as you are not a jerk to other people about theirs. Yeah. That's that's a big thing. Right there. Absolutely. Guinea pigs would say don't. Yeah. Don't be a jerk about Guinea your pigs are never choices. jerks about anything. And they are picky. So if anyone has a right to be a jerk, wait. Wait, no, nope. got away from me. Yep. <laughs> that went far. Yeah, it did. It went really far. Okay, so I have another interesting thing that I didn't realize about guinea pigs. Okay. Which is that, like cats, they scent mark. Yeah. Which I didn't, like... I didn't realize that. They rub themselves against everything in their enclosure. So it, when you change out the cage and you clean out all the bedding, you've got to put some bedding back that smells like them. Or they'll be like, wait, what? Uh, I didn't. Or they'll just be focused on that for literally days, trying yeah. to go through and reacquaint themselves yes. to a brand new just enclosure. Just have to rub their butts on everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And those butts are already getting a workout. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. They also, um, they also, because we don't spin neuter them, can have the same unwanted oh, yeah. issues that our dogs and cats have. So oh, yeah. they absolutely can and will spray if they're mm-hmm. feeling particularly territorial. So, you know, reduce the likelihood of that experience. Yeah, um, that's why co-housing same gender is so important because when you bring opposite genders into the mix, like a male and a male together, unlike with when we think about intact male dogs and intact male cats, they're not necessarily likely to fight with each other. It's always possible. Right. But they're only really likely to fight with each other if there's also a female nearby and they feel like they need to compete over her. Oh, yeah. If there's no female around, then they're just going to do their thing and be chill. But... Instincts will take over if you all of a sudden have like male females and they're all hanging out in the in the same area and they and can smell each other. Or and if there's resources that are limited that they need to like. Exactly. Yeah. So if you have mm-hmm. guinea pigs fighting, make sure their environment is right. appropriate. Is it too small? Do they not have enough space to have personal space mm-hmm. from each other? Yep. Do they not have enough toys? Is do there not, not enough, enough food? Enrichment? Exactly. Yeah. Like they, do they each have their own little side of the cage yep. with their own little bed and their own yep. little hide? Like they have to have plenty to do. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, just like you and your siblings living in that tiny bedroom for 10 years, Mom, they will she's fight. looking at me. Nonstop. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. It's not me. That was my side. You cross the tape. You cross the tape. <laughs> Do you ever put tape down? Well, you probably never shared a bedroom with your brother. We didn't share a bedroom. No. But when when we went on road trips, especially when we went on our two-day road trips to go and visit our grandparents several states away, mm-hmm. um, I'm so much older than my brother that he was like still in a car seat, right? Mm-hmm. And so I could kind of push his car seat over to the far side you of jerk. the back seat. That's not safe. <laughs> and then I could like put up like the things that were on the, the seat between us. Yeah. I could kind of push those over closer to him too, at least for like the first six months. And then he started being like, this is my side. And oh I was my like, God. no, it's not. This is my side. They're proportionate to our age. <laughs> exactly. It's not 50-50. I get all this space because oh I'm so much older than you. Yeah, guinea pigs don't function that way. They just <laughs> they just need sufficient space and things to do. Yep. They are domesticated animals. Therefore, when we put domesticated animals in a cage, in an environment, yeah. we take them out of the wild. We take away their ability to provide themselves with their five freedoms right. that every animal needs. Wait, what, what is that you just said? 
They're five freedoms. What are those? Oh, don't test me, Cassie. Well, no, just tell us a little bit about them. Oh my gosh. The it's five freedoms test. are, are the, if my boss hears this, is oh, a no. test. <laughs> they, Hi, Sarah. <laughs> they're, they're standard. Um, they're a standard that actually came about a couple decades ago mm-hmm. when we were talking about the use of animals in agriculture and, oh. and raising animals to be killed for meat and uh-huh. for use. We talked about how even though we're raising them to be killed, right. we still need to give them humane care throughout their lives totally. all the way up until the time that they are no longer living. Yeah. Um, and so these, these wonderful activists came up with these five basic freedoms and now we largely use them across all all humane care wow. of animals. So animals in zoos, animals in sanctuaries, animals in animal shelters. Yeah. Like these are just commonly referenced. And even I think the, I think they were finalized in the late seventies or the mid eighties. And a couple decades later, like they still stand true because they just kind of hit your very basic needs. So you yeah. have five freedoms and I'm not totally going to, I'm going to mess them up. Wait, but can I guess a couple of them? Sure. Okay, freedom to... There, it's freedoms from. That'll okay. help you. Freedom from hunger. Mm-hmm. Freedom from pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. Freedom from boredom. Um, that one is a two. Freedom to express normal behaviors. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else. Freedom from hunger or thirst is the first. Okay. Freedom from discomfort. So oh. that's just having an appropriately sized environment, right. a resting area, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Freedom from pain, injury, or disease okay. is the third. Freedom to express normal behavior is the fourth. Uh-huh. And then freedom from fear and distress is your last one, okay. your fifth one. I like how um, all of those are clearly articulated. And those actually came about... Um, from a 1965 UK commissioned yeah. investigation led by Professor Roger Bramble. Nice. And that's Thanks, Brambell. UK. So there, the Bramble report um, was then published, I think, in 19, like 1966 or something. And uh-huh. the, the five freedoms as we know them were, um, were like finalized under the Farm Animal Welfare Council in 1979. Nice. So it's been a long time and they stand true. Yeah. Um, And that I think is like my big thing with small animals in particular, because that's where we've been missing out for a while. Yeah. I think that's really good. I think that's something that we were talking about enrichment and letting guinea pigs have toys and things to do. These are animals that are awake 20 hours a day. Right. Right. If they're all by themselves in a tiny cage and they don't have anything to interact with. Yeah. They'll not do well. They'll get depressed. They'll be anxious. Yeah. They won't be very healthy. Yep. So that's why it's so important to make sure a, that they have those social bonds that they need, but B that they have things to enrich their Right. Their food changes. Like if if they've been appropriately introduced to food, their food changes, their scent changes, their bedding changes, their environment changes. So sometimes they get to come out of their cage and explore a new area safely. Right. They (laughs) they shouldn't just be loose in your house or loose in your backyard where a predator can come grab them. To give them exciting experiences. No, but they should be safely introduced to a variety of different things so that no day looks the same for them. Right. Because when they do get depressed and they absolutely can and they absolutely do just like in humans their mental health is tied to their physical health and their immune systems will be compromised and they'll be susceptible to things they can stop eating which can then make them you know all kinds of complications it's just a domino effect of course that just like in humans that starts with keeping their brains exercised just like keeping their bodies exercised yeah 
Yep. You don't want a fat, lazy guinea pig that sits there and does nothing because he's not living a good life. No. Aww. No Garfield guinea pigs. Nope. Happy, nope. happy, fun, buddy guinea pigs. That's Lots right. of Thelma and Louise's. Oh, uh, I like it. That's and good. I don't know. What's a what's two male buddy names? Mm, I don't uh Key and Peel. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So some and you, they don't you don't have to get them expensive toys. Like mm. we have talked about this before with cats and dogs. Yeah. That like, anything that they enjoy that's safe for them. For my dog, one thing that she loves is I'll get it like a toilet paper roll, yeah. the empty roll at the mm-hmm. end and fold the ends over and put some treats on the inside and let her rip yep. it to shreds. Guinea pigs love that too. Guinea yeah. pigs and rabbits. We use toilet paper, paper towel rolls, like all kinds of things like that that are cheap. You know, cardboard is going to break down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to hurt them. And if it doesn't ingest, have any chemicals. If they do ingest a little bit, hopefully it's not it's not chemically treated. Yeah. But um, if they do ingest a little bit, it's going to be able to break down in their system. It's yeah. not going to cause any impaction. So cardboard is a really easy one for them. That's why you see a lot of like compressed cardboard. Right. Small animal toys or like most kinds not most i'll say specific kinds of wood are totally fine for them paper-based products right things that are are natural biodegradable non-chemically treated um can be really great for them honestly you don't and shouldn't spend a bunch of money on things that are marketed towards small animals right a lot of times those bright colorful toys are treated with paints that can be toxic to them it's not great yeah um and they like with most cats and most dogs yeah they're gonna pick the cheapest thing you didn't yep. spend any money on yep. and they're gonna focus all their attention on that yeah yeah it's so dumb exactly like, why did i spend two hundred dollars on my newly adopted dog when all she wants is to sit on the couch that somebody gave me for free yes tinkerbell, tinkerbell. <laughs> <laughs> good girl oh, such a sweet girl <laughs> Yeah. I love a guinea pig. Guinea pigs are great. This I do. kind of making me want a guinea pig again. I, one day <laughs> I want a guinea pig, but I'm not going to do it because I have seen from firsthand experience why it would be a bad idea for me personally. Well, especially right now. Yes. <laughs> In our limited space for yes. our guinea pigs. We're already a little a little overcrowded a here. Little, a little bit, I guess. You could, you could say we still have our foster kitten. And our foster beardy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's precious, but she's ready to go. All right. Well, I think that's basically all of the information that I have on guinea pigs. Do I mean, you want to add anything it's else? It's a solid amount. Like, yeah. if you guys are interested in specific care, like how how exactly big should their cage be? Right. And what exactly vegetables can they have? Uh-huh. You know, we're, we may be able to put together a care sheet in time. Please don't expect it immediately. Um, it's not going to happen immediately. But... We're happy to put that out. We're not going to bore you with those facts right now because it's already been a little bit of a long episode because we love guinea pigs and because we're really distracted today. So there was lots of tangents (laughs) happening. But like, are you mad about it? Isn't that what you signed up for CritterCast? No, you know you're here for for those tangents. Let's be real. Yeah. Um. Whatever. Who cares? We love it anyway. Um, no, that that's kind of it on yeah. guinea pigs. Awesome. So we'll do just a brief little wrap up uh-huh. of what's going on in the CritterCast world. A reminder of where you can find us, where you can seek out updates, yep. all that good stuff. We are on all of the normal social medias. We are on Facebook as CritterCast. We are on Instagram at CritterCast Podcast. Yes, we are. We are on Twitter at Cast Critter. Yep. 
We're on YouTube. We rarely talk about that, but we're on YouTube. Yeah, go as watch Critter our videos. Too. We're We've got, adorable. We always put our reptile vlogs up on there, yep. all our reptile show vlogs. And hopefully we'll be able to add a new one to that before too long. Fingers, Fingers crossed. crossed. We have, um, we're on Patreon. If you guys really love the podcast and you're mm-hmm. looking for a way to support us and get extra content at the same time, right. you can support us on Patreon for as little as $1 a month or as much as, I mean, theoretically How unlimited, you want. but like, yeah. you know, you Give don't have to go crazy. Money. No, no, don't go <laughs> but crazy. For as little as $1 a month, you can have, um, extra extra posts that we put out, extra bonus videos. I think you have to commit at least $2 a month to get our special magical creatures. I think so. Um, content, which it's $2 a month also, and you get to learn about extra cool magical creatures. People have really been loving those. We've been I'm, getting really I'm positive I'm super glad. Feedback. We will be trying to post a little short snippet of one of those soon. We got some negative feedback from our last episode because we said we were going to do that and then we didn't and <sighs> listeners did not like that. Listener did not like that. Listener wanted to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) It's well, I mean, but she heard the whole episode, (laughs) whatever. Either way, we're going to try and do it. So far, we've touched on dragons and unicorns, two of our favorite and two of the most famous magical creatures. We do those episodes monthly. So there'll be a new one coming out in this month of August, somewhere between mid to late August. We don't know. Ah. It'll be great, though. And we'll let you guys know. And we will absolutely try to get those little snippets up for you guys. It's just hard to go back because I tend to delete the files because they take up a lot of space <gasps> on my computer oh my gosh it's fine we'll figure it out okay um so that's patreon for you guys <laughs> uh you can also find us on our website which is criticastpodcast.blueberry.net and blueberry is spelled b-l-u-b-r-r-y that's right b-l-u-b-r-r-y not like you would spell normal blueberry. No. Um, and that's just because we have yet to um, renew our domain renew name. our domain name. It's coming. So just go to that for now and you'll be able to see all of our cool stuff on our website. We have information about us. We have all of our episodes, which are, of course, also oh, yeah. on all your favorite hosting apps and websites. Mm-hmm. And we have a tab just for critter resources yep. like care sheets and cost and comparison charts and all that good stuff. And then we have another tab where you can find merchandise on our Redbubble website, much of which has gorgeous artwork designed by our friend Zara and her website, Art by Zara. Or you can find her on Instagram at Arts. A-R-T-S by Zara. Yep. Great stuff. Beautiful. Gorgeous stuff. We She's done some new portraits for us of our reptiles. So we're so going to be cool. rolling out some new merchandise over ah. the next couple of weeks. If you have something particular you want to see a specific oh, reptile yeah. on, please let us know let us and know. we'll make it happen. Um, we're here and for you. those are cool. They're made to order. So you can go on there, order it literally on anything you want, yep. and it'll get delivered to your door really fast, actually. Yeah. Those things come in usually they within do. a week, week and a half. It's amazing. And which the quality is, is great, too, for, especially for We've the We've been price. very pleased. Yes. Um, the only other thing that's of note in the CritterCast world is we follow our favorite uh, Canadian reptile shop, Cornell's World, yeah. on Facebook and Instagram because they had the Animal Planet show scaled, which unfortunately is not going to be renewed no. past their first season because Animal Planet sucks. Hopefully they'll find a home somewhere other than We're We're hoping Animal so. Planet. But for now, they, they still continue. They do like Facebook Lives yeah, and they're still they're continuing great. to kill their social media game. Yeah. So they posted some some habitats that they, like some PVC enclosures that they've done. Awesome. And I commented and didn't realize I was in the CritterCast Facebook page. Uh-huh. I thought it was just myself. But it 
I was in the CritterCast Facebook page yeah. and I was like, oh, for sure. Like we want custom Cornell's enclosures yeah. one day. And the owner, Greg, like replied back and he was like, let's make it happen. And I was like, ah, cool. But I mean, we had to pay and those oh, are expensive. Yeah. Those are very We got to take, take some time to save up money. And also I'd imagine shipping from Canada from is Canada. not great. <laughs> right. But if I was going to get custom enclosures, I would want it done oh, by them so because cool. it's like yeah. it would be worth it. Here's hoping that they get an international show where they can come down to the U.S. right and build custom enclosures YouTube Red. Oh, right God. in time for us to be able to have one in our home, y- actual yes. home, y- like a house. Uh, I mean, my home, my, my house. house, no mine. No, I wanted to. Well, we can each get one. Okay, good. we'll each get one. All right, that'll good. be the thing. Good deal. Good in, deal in each of our respective houses. <laughs> um, the other cool thing is, though, on one of their Facebook lives, I had commented intentionally as the CritterCast Facebook uh-huh. page, saying that like we loved their show, yeah. hope we could see it again, and that we'd love to collaborate. And they totally are willing to um, come oh in gosh. on an episode with us. So we just need to reach out to them when we are wow. not totally overwhelmed with everything, and uh, figure out a way point. to get them called in on one of these episodes that would be so awesome on of course a reptile oh yeah obviously yeah um so that'll be fun and that's what's going on in the CritterCast world it's pretty great i mentioned briefly earlier and i'll just repeat it that we are looking at doing another reptile show actually in like literally two to three weeks mm-hmm. we haven't confirmed it yet we haven't paid or reserved our spot so we don't want to put out the details until it's right. finalized but as soon as it is finalized, if it does happen, we will absolutely let you know in our next episode mm-hmm. and all over social media. So yeah. keep an eye out. If you'd like to see us, it will be it would be in the Bay Area in that region. So if you're from California and you'd like to see us, let us know. We if we get it nailed down, we may have some like extra special ways for you guys to participate too. Oh boy. So we'll see. Ooh. I know I have to be secretive because right now I get all those YouTubers that are like, I'm working on a project, but I can't tell you about it. And you're <laughs> like, oh, I hate it. it. Why do you even say it? Yeah. Because I'm excited, but I don't want to give you details. Right, right, right. We don't want to so, get your hopes up for something that maybe couldn't happen. But just think about it. Just sit in your bed all cool. excited about it. Tonight. Make sure you're following us on social media so you'll get the first announcement. All the places. Yes. We'll put it all the places. We hope you Everywhere. have been enjoying our, our, our sparse social media. I mean, I like to just post random videos of spiders I see out in the world. I hope everyone <laughs> loved that. I think everyone did love that. I know my I know my best friend probably hated me for it, but and it's okay. I like to share ridiculous animal memes on Twitter. So. Yeah. You know what happened is I posted that video of the spider and then my coworker the next day sent me a picture of a spider. Nice. And, and they were like... This, uh, it was massive too. This spider oh. that was like on one of the dog kennels inside. Oh. And I was like, what a beast. And they were like, yes, it lives outside now. And I was like, thank you That's for relocating it yeah. and not killing it. I, Karina appreciates that. But also, <laughs> oof, oof. what a spider man. Wow. It was, was it a big. wolf spider? No, I think it was a jumping spider. Oh, mm, but no. like they no can thanks. be big. You know? Yeah, they definitely can. <laughs> Don't want those inside. I think they're so cute. <laughs> they're big. They're big. They're not. They're not always that big, though. And they can have a strong bite. They're so fun, though. Okay. And they're not like intentionally trying fast. to bite. That's <laughs> what it is. Outside. <laughs> that's an outside pet. Spiders uh, are an outside pet. <laughs> so that that's it at CritterCast tonight. We have, I think, talked your ears off long enough. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Look out for our next episode. We upload bi-weekly on Mondays. So not not today, that tight hopefully the day you're listening. Not next Monday, <laughs> but the Monday after that. That's right. That's when you can expect actual episode 40. <laughs> so there you go. Oh my gosh. We'll have to do something big for episode 40. Yes. Yeah. Thank you to our beautiful listeners who always take showers. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and never eat their own poop. <laughs>
<laughs> See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. This is the Critter Cast Podcast.